Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Joe Burns. Joe, are you ready to do this? Let's do it, George. Excellent. Let's let's do this. Joe is a speaker, a coach, a money master, and the founder of the Next Gen Millionaires. I'm excited to have you on. Joe, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Um, so I, I grew up in Utah. Um, the funny thing about kind of some of my personal life is I actually my career was in IT. A few people find fascinating, and and uh, in my adult life I decided that uh, money was a little more interesting to talk to people about. Um, so I kind of made that transition a few years ago. Um, now work with people really on the emotional side of money and, and kind of the triggers and things that money do, like as a experienced life and and you know careers and and building businesses and all these things that, um, you know, money is a real impact on their life that they never look at. So it's fun to kind of dive in with them to say, Hey, how does this affect you? And what happens if you start to change some of the ways you perceive money and, and, you know, you have financial gains, you have business gains, your life's better, things like that. So, um, it's a lot of fun to, to kind of start helping people shift that perspective overall. Yeah, I appreciate that. While I've never done much in IT, I imagine that it's kind of the opposite of what you just described. There's 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 not a lot of uh, probably touchy feely stuff. There's there's not a lot of personalization going on. Um, so I appreciate that. What 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 motivated the move or the change? Um, I got tired um, of not seeing. For me, it's like got tired of not seeing change uh, in the world, and I think that's what really drove it. Uh, I struggled for a long time switching companies. Um, because I wanted to work for a company that made a difference. And there are plenty of companies out there that need, you know, IT work that, you know, make a difference in the world. Um, I worked for a bank for a long time, you know, and, and they loan money and they make money and things like that. But it was, I don't know, it didn't really feel that, you know, feel that piece of me that wanted to do something bigger. Um, ran into a personal development coach and like, hey, this is cool. You know, now I want to start changing myself uh, through that process. Um, you know, look back at my own life and through hardships and, uh, unfortunate things that happened to us um, and kind of saw that I had this, like this affinity for money, like I'm always making money and, and always having it my entire life. So I kind of started playing around with that. Um, started working with a few people here and there, uh, decided I liked it. And there was a lot to un- uncover and discover in that arena uh, from an emotional perspective. Uh, so made the switch and that's been an amazing journey since. Nice. So when you say that, that, that you talk to money and it talks back, tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> this is this is always gets people um like i just said i kind of have an affinity for money and it's not in a way that you know it always just like is there um but it's like a i approach money kind of like a person um and one thing i always like to do is like i sit down and i'll journal to money i have a stack of money that sits on my desk um and it's just it's amazing what happens when we kind of take a different perspective for things in our life like money um, and we'll sit down and we'll talk to it. And like that internal monologue that starts to happen. Um, a lot of us discount that as, 
like, oh, you know, I'm just thinking of these things in my head. Well, we are thinking of them in our heads, but really what we're doing is we're uncovering kind of those perspectives on the inside that um, allow us to start to uncover why we feel like we feel about money, uh, why we're, you know, doing certain actions in our businesses, why we're, you know, having good days when the stock market's up or bad days when it goes down. Um, so I kind of, I covered this little like journaling to money thing. Um, it's interesting what it says back if we just stop to listen for just a moment. What a cool exercise. I've never heard of anybody actually putting physical money on, 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 on the table and actually sitting down and thinking about it and, and writing about it and journaling to it. How did you figure out how to do that? Um, again, like this personal development coach I found uh, years ago, he talked about, um, like different things and. Uh, I don't know, just one day I was thinking, I'm like, what happens if I actually like talk to money, right? Because he was, he's like big into journaling and, and, you know, just getting negative thoughts out of you, which is really cool. And I'm like, what happens if we just talk about money or talk to money? What would we, what would happen, right? I'm, I'm, I'm big into, again, like I said, my whole career was IT and it was all about like discovery and, and new things and new ways to do things, right? Innovation is like a huge part of my life. So I'm like, well, what happens if we did it? What happens if we thought outside of the box just a little bit and tried it? Uh, one of his monikers was always, you know, it's only weird if it doesn't work. So, okay, let's try some weird things for a minute. Um, and it was fascinating what started happening. So the evolution of that was when I had my clients come to me, you know, I, I just asked for their numbers, right? I'm not an, I'm not a financial guy, right? I've, I, I have a budget. I know how to hold to that. Um, but I'm like, where to move money around your business and do all, you know, the financial things. Um, that's not really not me. But looking at their numbers, they tell a story to me and then I can, you know, look at it and it gives me a very clear picture of where they're at, right? Then we can start diving in kind of on the personal development, emotional side um, and find out, you know, where those stucks are, blocks are, and then help them move past that and, you know, have amazing results. Yeah, because it's probably true that every single one of us has some kind of issue or a block or just something in the past um, around money. Are there certain ones that that, that that seem to pop up a lot? Um, I think the biggest thing I've found in, in coaching, because um, I'll do that, like I call them money stories, right? Because we all have a story about money. Uh, the question is, where did we learn it and who did we learn it from? A lot of it comes around um, like abandonment, right? As, as we felt potentially abandoned as children. And the thing about that too is it's not like, oh, you know, people left us. It's like where we left out of friend groups growing up. Um, did we not feel loved at home? Uh, do we experience massive loss as a child? I have one client who, you know, they were homeless like three times as he was growing up. Hmm. Um, you know, so looking at that and money's kind of that piece of life that allows us to have things, right? It allows us to have um, food, it allows us to have shelter. You know, some of these basic necessities, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, that bottom tier, money allows us to have all that stuff. And if we don't have it, then we kind of go into survival mode. Um, and that's what a lot of people grow up with. So this happens, you know, as children or adolescents and we grow up as adults and we continue to live off that same programming that we learned back then to survive. Um, but then we, the problem is we never, um, we never challenge those beliefs we have. Um, and so that, that becomes a problem because then, you know, we're, uh, you know, in our thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, and we're like, we're still running off programming, you know, from a, a six or seven year old's perspective. And it doesn't really help us. Yeah, that certainly doesn't serve us, right? And so when we're constantly being triggered by certain things that's causing us to react in 
I guess, the same way that we've always reacted. If we never go back and explore and try to to make changes, then we're going to keep doing what we always got. Yep. Yeah. And or like, I don't know about you, but I don't like to be triggered. Like, I know I have my own triggers in life, right? Sure. Um, so I'm going to avoid that. So in my business, mm-hmm. if I know that something triggers me, I'm not going to consciously avoid it. Um, but subconsciously, I'm going to avoid those tasks, which I don't like. Um, so if we can bring light to that and kind of solve for whatever's going on, uh, then it, it's not so much of an emotional drain on us. We have more energy. Uh, we show up more as our authentic selves, and that's what people buy into. You know, people like us who we are. So if we can like get past some of those old things, then you know we show up way stronger in our businesses. People like it. They trust us more. They'll buy our services and products, um, and and our businesses grow. And so. Yeah, I, to- I, I, I totally agree. A thousand percent, right? Um, so do you have, is there some kind of a, a, for lack of a better term, a process or a, just something that you can take people through to actually figure this out? Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I've, I've created actually a couple things where people can do it on their own a little bit just to kind of get going, right? And I, as I started my business, kind of reverse engineering, how did I get to where I'm at, right? And it was kind of a 10-year journey for me. Um, but what came out of it was what I call the attitudes of money. Um, cause one day I was talking to my wife and we were kind of de- deconstructing kind of the whole framework. It's like, you know, how do I help people? Um, and uh, like this thing always came to my mind and my mom always told me I needed to fix my attitude right growing up. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. So if we fix our attitude about money and there's different areas, um, you know, people always talk about like an abundant mindset. And if we have an abundant mindset, then, you know, everything will be better. And I'm like, well, that's one area. But what happens if we take and deconstruct some other areas in our lives? Um, can we can we focus on one area that's really weak, right? Because I met people who had a very abundant mindset, but they were still struggling. So it's like, what other aspects of their life are they struggling? Um, so I created this thing called the Attitudes of Money. Um, allows people to kind of really identify and start working on which attitude that they have issues with around money. You know, when it comes to money. Um, and as they focus on those areas, then, um, life gets better for them. Their money stories start to come out and they can look at them and be like, Hey, that's not a real perspective. You know, I can journal about why I think, you know, about money. Um, what, what triggers me every time I touch it? If I, I mean, one tool I'll give people all the time is like, I'm like, here you go. Just go get some cash and put it on your desk. Um, mine, for example, I have a stack of what looks like to me, $10,000 that sits on my desk. Um, and it elicits such a reaction. It's like, what's that reaction? What happens there? Why do I feel, why do I want to throw up every time I look at that? Like I've had some clients, you know, who run, uh, kind of through that cycle of like, I got the money you told me to go get. And I sit here and I sit on my desk and I have all these reactions. Okay. So your attitude, you know, is one is actually scarcity. If you can't have that sit there and not think that, hey, it's going to walk out the door because it's not in the bank, then let's talk about that. Um, so that's what the framework is overall. And there's, I have uh, 10 different attitudes. Um, there's a few more that I don't talk about because it, it messes with people's brains. Um, but it's all about you know understanding how we can grow our businesses um, and what's our attitude toward growth or towards confidence in ourselves. Um, boundaries is a big thing as well. Uh, we have really bad boundaries as, as people and when it comes to money. Um, can we show up and, and be leaders in our own little spaces? Um, and then can we take the time to really celebrate the accomplishments we have? Uh, and that's kind of the base of the attitudes. Um, like I said, there's a few more. 
But that's where I would start with people. Like, what's your perspective on these areas? Because if we can nail one of them, the other ones become easier to uh, fix and, and tweak. And you see growth in your business instantly. Um, most of the time I have results with my clients in six weeks. Nice. Well, I certainly understand the scarcity piece. Um, I, I see immense value in in taking the time to celebrate different achievements. Easy to get caught up in, in, in you know, looking at what other people have and, and, and then all that stuff. In terms of boundaries, talk to me a little bit more about that. You know, um, so like I said, my journey is 10 years old at least, right? But when I started like consciously doing this, um, my wife had a, we had a traumatic experience happen in her life. My wife had some mental health um, things she was going through the start of this journey. And through one of the processes, she had a, a, a therapist um, recommend a, a book. And there's a couple books on boundaries out there. Um, but it got me thinking as I started looking at money, I'm like, there's not a lot of good resources out there for boundaries. Uh, because us as humans are really bad about boundaries. And I don't know why more people haven't written about it. Maybe it's not an exciting subject. I love it. But it's the concept of, you know, with, with boundaries, we're, we constantly like set boundaries for ourselves and then people pull on our heartstrings and then we violate them. Right. Some people are like super good with boundaries and they're like almost to, to one side of where they never, you know, they, they're so set in stone that nothing moves. Um, on the other side though, I talk to a lot of people who, who are, have really loose boundaries. So they'll be like, Hey, I don't want to do. You know, I don't want to like interact with this person, but then this person calls them. And so what they do, they, they work with this person or they talk to them on the phone and, and give energy and time to them. And then when they get off the phone, they're all angry about it. Hmm. Um, you know, and so it's like, can we dial that back to be more in charge of what energy and what interactions we have with people the, as they go out? Money's no different, right? Well, as business owners, we'll uh, sometimes take on clients where we know are bad from the beginning. It's like, why do we do that? Well, it's because we have poor boundaries with saying, hey, I know the money will come in other directions. I don't have to take every client that comes to me or every piece of work that comes to me just because I have to pay the bills. If we start setting boundaries, we know like the limits of where we're going to go or what we're willing to do. And if we can hold to those boundaries, what's really cool is we become more free. We quit picking up work we don't want. We we, we don't we stop interacting in our lives with people who don't serve our greater good. And as we can do that, we create more harmony and peace and joy in our lives. Um, but it's a fascinating subject overall when we really look at it to say, hey, can I keep the boundaries I set? And what do those look like? A lot of people don't. Right. I mean, we look at I look at parents all the time and I have a hard time not wanting to call them all out. But it's simply like with kids, I always hear my, my siblings, you know, with their kids and cousins are over and they're like, hey, you have to share that, right? They have to share their things with kids. And I'm like, you're teaching them some good life skills about interacting with people. But at the same time, we force kids to share things too often, right? That's kind of a, a mini boundary. So when we grow up, we have a hard time saying no to people. Right? So there's some correlation with, with how we're raised and how we kind of interact with our children and other people because of, I guess, a sense of guilt sometimes with how we've been taught. So if we can rein that back in and, and bring the control back to us, then we can start to empower ourselves into saying yes and no uh, more appropriately. And as we do that, we find more power in the way we make decisions and the way we show up for ourselves 
um, in the way like our money comes and goes and, and, the, and overall we become a better rounded human being. Amen to all that, Joe. I think that's, I think that that's, I think that is just the nail on the head right there. If we can, if we can establish boundaries in, in every aspect of our lives and know what they are and then be true to them, I think that's nothing but an incredibly empowering thing. So and probably not talked about enough. So I think that that's awesome. Well, you mentioned that there's a couple more that you don't talk about because it messes with people's heads. So I'd be remiss not to ask you what, what one or two of those are. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't generally talk to people about abundance. Abundance is one of those. Um, it's, there's lots of stuff you can Google abundance and, um, people always think that that's where they're at, where that's what they need. Um, most of us have a, a fairly abundant mindset. Um, it's other things that drive the scarcity into our lives. Um, one that I don't talk about like really ever is, is the attitude of value. And I don't even have it in like any downloads I have or anything like that, but it's kind of a, a higher level look at saying, you know, what are our services? What are the value of our services? Uh, what are the, what's the value of ourselves? Um, so I don't talk about that one hardly ever. Um, confidence is one that I, I talk about a little bit with my clients. Um, but it's, it's kind of one of those things that if we can be more consistent and, and, you know, kind of do some more, um, work on the way we think about other aspects of our lives, it builds the confidence right around. Um, some people feel like, Hey, I just got to show up more confident. Um, and they just kind of push through that muscle. And I'm like, there's some easier ways to show up for yourself that doesn't require so much energy. Uh, for me, it's all about understanding where we're at in that base level before we try to push ourselves through some of those hard blocks and confidence can be one of those. Um, opportunities. One I talk about kind of a lot, not, not, I don't ever start there. Um, opportunities everywhere. Um, but again, like I say, if we bring it back, as I found kind of creating that base structure for our lives, a lot of the other things start to resolve themselves. Um, which I find interesting because everybody wants to go after like, Hey, let's the, you know, what's the quickest way to the top? And I'm like, well, if we build the foundation first, um, then we'll get to the top faster. Some of the other things just resolve themselves, um, you know, over time. So if we can start kind of bring it back, then, then we don't have to struggle as much. Like we could start at one of the other ones. Uh, that's fine with me if people want to start there. Um, and that's where most people feel like they struggle, um, but it's usually not, which is interesting to me. Yeah, I like it. Makes sense. Well, Joe, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Uh, I think the back to the best thing you can do is get money and talk to it. Um, sit down and journal uh, to anything. It could be a dollar bill, but just say, hey, you know, where are you at? And then talk to them like they, they're people. Um, if we can do that, we can start changing our mindset around money. Um, and guaranteed, just by doing that, you'll find uh, a lot of stuff come up and you'll be able to be like, hey, that's what I think. It's just, it's just changing that perspective. Treating money like a person instead of just an object that uh, is either good or bad or whatever that belief system is in your life. I think that is great stuff that definitely gets come on. Come on. Joe, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Uh, the best place to go is uh, I'll give you my Attitudes of Money download. Um, if you go to attitudesofmoney.com, uh, you can get a PDF there and you can identify uh, which attitude you're struggling most with and um, what to do next with it. Um, I give you little tips on how to start resolving that uh, right now. 
Love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Joe your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to attitudesofmoney.com and start figuring out where yours are at and how you can make them better and everything we've been talking about today. Thanks again, Joe. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.